Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. But what they'll do is they'll bring in these major bands and let you play. And one of the funniest things that you told me was they hired the Gap Band. Right. One time. Yeah. They played for 45 minutes and they only played three songs. That's right. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. Well, Tammy Burns, it looks like the Motley Crew camp is at each other's throats once again. It, it happened once that the lead singer, Vince Neil, left, brought in another guy, but then they all got back together. Well, now we're having trouble again. No. Uh, yeah. Robert Deal is his real name. However, Mick Mars is how most people know the original guitarist for Motley Crue, and I say original because he, Mick Mars, decided he would retire from touring, not recording, but retire from recording, and because of some monetary concerns, ain't it always, he is suing Motley Crue, and it's getting ugly. Isn't he the one that has the crippling disease as he well? He does. I'm yes. not sure what it is, but it's turning him into, you know, he's bent over, has a hard time standing up straight. What's interesting is it never seemed to affect his fingers. Well, maybe he needs more money than everybody else, right? I, I don't know. Here's what Hos- it says from hospital CNN. Bills, yeah. things like that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, from CNN, Mars, Mick Mars, is requesting that seven corporate entities associated with Motley Crue hand over red records to deal with their business dealings. The problem is he claims he's not receiving enough money from royalties and touring. The suit alleges that the band, meaning there are three remaining members of Motley Crue, called an emergency shareholders meeting and, quote, threw Mick Mars out of the band to fire him as director of the corporation. How about that? Okay. Uh, Motley Crue's lawyer states the band offered him, meaning Mick Mars, a huge severance agreement that would deprive him of those and other future interests. He used to have a 17% stake in touring. They gave him a 5% tour stake. Right. And that's got him upset. The uh, concern, to me at least, is that Mars, along with the rest of the band, signed a contract that stated they would break up after the world tour. It's, It's one of the reasons we bought tickets to it. Yeah. They didn't. There was a clause in there that if they all agree to tour again, they can't, which they did. The problem is now Mick Mars has retired and he has been replaced in the band by a just a guitar wizard. His name's John Five. So my question is, that's not all four of them. How are they legally touring? That's my question. Because they're giving him some money. They're giving him touring money. But that's not what the contract says. It says all four have to agree 
to go back on tour again. Well, he blatantly didn't agree. He walked away. See what I'm getting at? I see what you're getting at. The problem is, and it's not just one of those lawsuits that a band throws that, well, I just, I can't get your attention any other way. Oh, no, this has turned ugly. Mars stated he was told that his playing on the last tour was subpar. And in a recent interview with the lead singer, Vince Neil, he stated that we have been holding him up for years. Oh, come on, guys. Even if it's true. Right. Don't do that. Don't say it. A sound manager stated he would take Mars's guitar out of the other members' earpieces because of so many incorrect notes. Mars, on the other hand, uh, stated, Mick Mars, stated that he was unhappy with Motley Crue's use of backing tapes. He specifically stated that Nikki Six has trouble playing the bass and running around on stage. So they have a tape running that Nikki Six, although he sings, he then finger syncs? It's not lip sync. Right. Finger syncs to this tape. So that's where it is, and it's ugly. Mm. Now the question is, Mm -hmm. has this ever happened before? Mm. Has any other band members sued the rest of the band? Oh, I bet. I have five pages of them right here. So that's what we're going to talk about today. This this thing that's happening with Motley Crue, it's really terrible. Don't, Don't do this. Bow out gracefully. You know, he's not there. Hey, look, we had a money trouble problem. We, we we're fixing it. It's all going to get taken care of. We love Mick. Let's go. Don't do that. Don't right. Throw right. him under the bus. But then again, Motley Crue hasn't always made the greatest of decisions in oh, their life. Oh, no. So we're going to talk about lawsuits that were brought by a band member against the other bands. And there is a ton of them. I swear, Journey, it's impossible for them to keep believing. No, yeah, don't say that. Yeah. Here's Motley Crue. We'll be back in a minute here on Rock School. Pointed out when bands get angry at each other, it's always over money. And I can understand a band that has an album or they're just getting underway. But as you said while the song was playing, it, don't these guys have so much money that at this point you're just throwing it on the pile? It's never enough. I was going to wonder about that. Why? Why are you being so angry about this? Guy's 71 years old. Doesn't he have enough money? that he and his three future generations couldn't spend it? Well, have you ever had a hospital bill? I understand what you're saying, but you're talking about us, two middle-class people with middle-class incomes. This is a guy that was making 17% of a Motley Crue tour. Yeah. We're, we're talking some of the highest monies grossed ever. Well, somebody's not good with money. I apparently if he if he does need it. Let me play one or talk to you about one that we're not going to play and then we'll get to Journey. I picked them out specifically because I know they're one of your favorites. Pussycat Dolls founder Robin Anton filed a lawsuit against Nicole Scherzinger. S C H E R Z I N G E R. Scherzinger. 
Oh, that's a hard one. Claiming that she owes 600,000 pounds to the band. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they were going to go on a tour. They were going to call it a reunion tour. Right. And a a place was rented. A stage was set up. Monitors were rented. And this Nicole girl just said, "Mm, no. So she's being sued. I can't do a reunion tour without you. Oh, really? That's what the lawsuit says. Aww. That's what the lawsuit says. Okay, let's go into Journey. You probably knew this. Steve Perry brought a lawsuit against the remaining member of Journey over the band's trademarks, meaning the Journey logo, the font, what have you. You can't copyright a name, right? but you can trademark it. And what they're doing is taking that journey look and all those images that were on the front of their albums. Yep, yep. You know, they've captured, released, escape, I think it's called. But if you take all their albums in order, mm-hmm. they sort of tell a cute little story. Right. The The thing was, they were stamping this on T-shirts and all of that, and he, Steve Perry, wasn't getting anything. We don't know why, but he dropped the lawsuit, which only makes me believe they said to him, okay... How about X percent? Yeah, they gave him some and money. Went, sure. And you think that's the end of it? Yes. Oh, no, kids. Has to be. Oh, no, kids. Come on. There's only two. I say original members, but Jonathan Kane isn't an original member. Yeah. He was brought in uh, after their original keyboardist left, which, by the way, we're going to play a song with that guy on it. Uh, Journey's keyboardist, Jonathan Kane, is suing Neil Sean. The guitarist mm-hmm. for allegedly spending over a million dollars on the band's shared American Express card, including four hundred thousand in a single month last year. Oh yeah. Says here the new allegations came months after Sean sparked a legal battle, filing his own lawsuit, accusing Kane of blocking access to critical financial records linked to the Amex account. So what you got are the last two guys that anyone would associate no, with Journey. No, no, I know what it is. It, it's the blonde woman. It's a woman. Yeah, it, it, we saw it's, her. Yeah, it's the housewife. Yeah, I the, can't remember what her name is. The housewife that broke up the housewives Did, in uh, Jump on DC. your phone. See if you can find that woman. Name, we'll point her out after the song. But here's Journey on Rock School. You like to hear some blues? We got two of the best blues players of the whole world here tonight. Two of the best. We got Mr. Greg Rowley on the Hammer B3 and Mr. Neil Sean on the Stratocaster Fleet.
Okay, we got on the computorial device, and we're playing entertainment news right now. Journey's lead guitarist, Neil Sean, and fiance, is it Michaela? M-I-C-H-A-E-L? Or Michelle. Or Michelle? Yeah, something like that. The last name is Salahi, that we know. Who is she? Well, she was a uh, housewife with tons of money. Is this like the real housewives of who gives a care? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was D.C. where she was. Good. uh, She just, in the middle of the show, left her husband. For the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. And I remember we went to go see Journey at uh, the Smoothie King Center here in New Orleans. And we were so seated, you could see behind the stage. I was so ticked off. There she was. I was so angry. There she was. I came to to uh, that concert <laughs> just to see him alone and there that bimbo was coming what? on stage with him what do you mean do you think you had a shot well i had was a little I dr- was i driving home alone i don't know huh. don't hate don't hate me i will not hate you hate me don't violent, hate me. the violent femmes in 2007, bass player Brian Ritchie sued singer Gordon Gano over royalties, claiming that he co-wrote most of the band's songs. No idea how it all washed out, but they reformed and performed together in 2016, so it must have come together good. Here's the Violent Femmes on Rock School. into the first break I, I just still can't get past it how do you spend a million dollars on a credit card i have no idea were you not getting those dings like from capital one hey somebody spent four hundred thousand dollars at a boutique on rodeo drive was that you yes no i get a ding if i go to target instead <laughs> no. of walmart they're like hey is this is this you are you spending 40 bucks at target this ain't right Apparent, it's not your pattern apparently you no longer have to contact the credit card company and say we're traveling out of country they just allow it but to this day we still do it where were we it was like Russia or Turkey or Poland or something, and they shut off our card. Yeah. We didn't have access to anything. There were not cell phones back then. So they just shut the card off, and we had to rely on the happiness of others. It was scary. Until we could get to a phone. I and, just knew I was going to be left there. And make an international call to tell the credit card company, yeah, that was me buying a bowl in Krakow. Anyway, back we go. Here's a couple we're not going to play. Noel Gallagher, Oasis. Oh, why not? They had to cancel their show at the V Festival in 2009 because Liam, the older brother, was hungover. Liam said he had laryngitis. Noel said the suit was the only way he could get Liam's attention. Liam apologized and the suit was dropped. That's why I can't go see them ever in concert. You don't know what's going to show up. It, it would be canceled. I Probably. The percussionist for the heavy metal band Slipknot, his name uh. is Christopher Fenn, he is bringing a suit 
against two other members of the band, vocalist Corey Taylor and Michael Sean Crahan, I believe. The band's manager, Robert Shore, is also in there. These three guys started businesses based on Slipknot, but they never included this guy, Oops. the percussionist. Oops. We're sorry. You can't do that. We're sorry. We forgot yeah. about you. That's right. You'd think that that Midwestern hospitality would do it. Who's listening to us on the show? KFOK, Sacramento, California. Super duper. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, let's talk about the Gap Band. I still tell the story of you, your company, you work for a big company, and they'll fly everybody out to some area, like big city, but then they'll put you all up at the airport hotel. Oh, yeah, you never leave, you never <laughs> you, you never get past the airport. Oh, sure, I've been to Chicago, but I never left the Hilton. The airport was great. But what they'll do is they'll bring in these major bands and let you play, and one of the funniest things that you told me was they hired the Gap band right one time yeah they played for 45 minutes and they only played three songs that's right because everybody was dancing yep. why not drop a bomb on me for 20 the, hey, more minutes and they started with drop a bomb on me and then they're playing the other two and then they go back to drop a bomb <laughs> on me hey you know what pays the bills and we never stopped dancing so yeah, there that's there the go. reason it keeps going you want to read the crowd if they're having a good time why stop I have to believe seeing KC and the Sunshine Band in concert, Boogie Shoes has to go for 15 minutes. I saw him as well. Did you really? It, one song turns into the other, turns into the other. Into it the is, other. It's an hour of nothing but dance. Let's talk about the Gap Band. The family of late Gap Band members Robert and Ronnie Wilson have filed a lawsuit against global music label BMG. You see, Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars's song Uptown Funk mm -hmm. was found to have ripped off the Gap Band. So according to a Rolling Stone report, BMG basically refused. Just said, no, they've passed. Forget it. And Ronnie's widow, Linda Wilson, and daughter, Robin have decided to put together a lawsuit to try and go get the money. I don't care that they've passed. Yeah. it's No, they wrote the song, period. I'm, I'm not a big fan of copyright laws because why do we have a number of years? Just say forever. Because the guy's going to die. Right. And that's going to be it. But still, it's ownership. That's the one thing copyright does well. So how do you think they'll do, uh, you know, since he's dead? Do you think they'll win the lawsuit? Oh, a lot of people have won the lawsuit. The largest copyright uh, deal in history was from the uh, Marvin Gaye's family, and all they owned was the sheet music rights. And they got $7 million, I think it was, because of Blurred Lines. Yeah. It's under an appeal. I don't think anyone's ever going to cut a check. They'll give them something to make it go away. But the fact remains, yeah, families can do that like crazy. Wow. You dropped a bomb on me is not what we're playing. Oh. Burn some rubber on me. It's Gap Band here on Rock School.
Okay, welcome to the bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Let me give you a couple more of these where somebody in the band sued Stone Temple Pilots 2013. Scott Whelan quits and goes on tour using the Stone Temple Pilots name. The band sued. He sued back for being unfairly kicked out. We don't know how, but they reconciled in 2015 and then Whelan died shortly Mm. after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Grand Funk Railroad. This includes Mark Farner. Mark Farner became a Christian and went touring using the songs of Grand Funk, but he rewrote them in a Christian vein. Yeah. So the song, she's some kind of wonderful. Yes, she is. Yes, he is. That, Jesus. That's right. It turned into Jesus is some kind of wonderful. And it, it is a great song. It is. And the band was not happy about that. Also, he was using the Mark Farner's American Band name, which is the title of the Grand Funk Railroad song. Obviously, we're an American band. The thing is, the judge ruled you could still use the name blatantly because you can't copyright a name but there had to be some copyright stuff done because basically now you've become a cover band of your old band rewriting the lyrics yeah so farner lost that one however the band went on without him so there we go let's do seven days in 70 seconds here be the date april 17th all the way through april 23rd you got monday tammy go april 17 1998 linda mccartney succumbs to breast cancer april 18th 1987 headbangers ball hosted by ricky rockman debuts on mtv do you remember we were in some airport somewhere and we saw ricky rockman I do. and you're like go talk to him for what how does he know me? Go I know. Ahead. I know exactly where we were. Where were we? Las Vegas. That's right. We were. Uh-huh. We were. What's okay. next? April 19, 2017, Kid Rock and Ted Nugent visit the White House and pose for photos with President Trump. Mm-hmm. Now it's all about Bud Light. Kid Rock's really upset. April 20th, 1971, Happy Marijuana Day. So named because some high school kids in California met up after school every day at 420 and smoked a giant spleef. April 21, 1056. No, Wait, it's 1956. That's 1956. I know. Where is my head? No, no, no. Where's my typo? Hard Heartbreak Hotel hits number one in America and Elvis goes nationwide. 1056. I wonder if we have anything from back there. I don't know. April 22, 1978. Steve Martin performs King Tut on Saturday Night Live. He'll record it later and send it out as a single. April 23, 1964. The Beatles film Can't Buy Me Love for the movie Hard Day's Night. It is arguably the first music video, period. And it's not bad. The Offspring. Remember that? Pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah. In 2019, former bass player Gregory K, or Greg K, his real name is Chrysal, sued The Offspring, alleging his ex-bandmates plotted to kick him out and deny his amount of revenue. Uh-oh. The band countered, stating they tried to negotiate with him and he left and was not negotiating in good faith. You know the lead singer of the Offspring has a PhD? No way. Yeah, so this this is not and it's in it's in the sciences. So this is not, you know, just a few idiots sitting around a table, but no, I don't know if this has been taken care of, if it has been, you know, pleaded down, pled down, but it's, it's out there. Offspring. Na, 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 na. Why don't you get a job here on Rock School? My friend's got a girlfriend and he hates that bitch. He tells me every day. He says, man, I really.
second break. Here's a few more stories that we're not going to play a song for. The estate of former Roots bassist Lionel Hubbard and his widow, Stephanie Hubbard, have filed a lawsuit against the co-founders of The Roots. This is Jimmy Fallon's band, and they've become like the hired guns. Really? Anybody, they play the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They did all kinds of award show and da-da-da-da-da. The suit claims that Amir Thompson, you probably know him as Questlove, and Tariq Trotter, he calls himself Black Thought, and Roots manager Sean McGee violated RICO laws by scheming to deny Hubbard earnings since he passed away. He was uh, diagnosed with blood cancer and passed in 2021. My apologies. It wasn't after he uh, passed away. He was no longer playing with the band. So they tried to deny him the earnings. Uh, you can't oh, do that. Oh, that's not good. Can't do that. Former Sex Pistol member, drummer Paul Cook, and guitarist Steve Jones sued John Lydon, that's Johnny Rotten, mm-hmm. uh, to allow the band's songs to be featured in a 2022 TV series called Pistol. Goes all the way to in front of a judge, and Johnny Rotten lost because it was two against one. Really? Literally. They all had rights to the song, and it was two against one, so the judge said, yep, they're allowed to do that. Wow. Do you remember the the band in the 1980s autograph? Oh, yeah. Turn up the radio. Love their stuff. Mm. Steve Lynch was a founding guitarist of the band Mm -hmm. and is bringing a lawsuit after the current member of the band, current members uh, of the band, decided to trademark it, stating, we are the real autograph. And he said, that's absurd. I was there from the beginning. And so now they're in wow. court, such like that. Wow. So it, it's going to happen. You can't you can't do that. You can't just deny that somebody had something to do with creating it. Yeah. So it's going to happen. He's just simply going to get a percentage of some kind and... It will end up. And they'll carry on. Uh, yeah, and they'll keep playing Turn Up the Radio. It blows me away how much you can tour. That band really only had one song. I, I don't know. know about Canada. They may have had a few more hits up there. But how long can you tour? Uh, forever, <laughs> apparently. One song. All right, who's listening to us? W-Y-A-P, Clay, West Virginia. We're on the yap, Tammy. Yeah, we We're are. on the yap. Back yap in a up. minute here on Rock School. <laughs> Every time we do one of these shows that has a long list and there is something to the list, these are bands that did this, these are musicians who did this, I often think there is sort of a blatant answer that the audience goes, when are you going to say this answer? Right. So this is the one I think it is. Maybe the most famous of a member suing the rest of the band was Paul McCartney. In 1970, he wanted to dissolve the band's partnership. Now, the story has been rewritten and retold so much, but it appears that, number one, he didn't want to be a Beatle anymore, and number two, and this may be the real big thing, he wanted to stop Alan Klein from managing the Beatles' finances. Now, the judge ruled in favor of McCartney and dissolved the Beatles in 1971, and McCartney said if it hadn't happened, the contracts, the way they were written up, Everything would have belonged to Alan Klein. Goodness. Yeah. In 2019, Joey Kramer of Aerosmith 
suffered an ankle injury, hurt himself, and he wanted to return to perform on the Grammys in 2020. And the band said, no, they said, you have to practice. You have number one, your playing foot was broken. Uh-huh. You haven't been in front of a drum kit and you want to go on national TV to perform. Yeah. And he sued them and they <gasps> went before a judge and the judge said, yeah, I don't find this at all. A dumb thing. They're not being mean to you. They're not kicking you out of the band. They said, we don't even know if you're any good. You know what I mean? My goodness. Can't these people just pick up the phone and talk to each other? (laughs) I, I don't know. I think a lot of these are that you have to, you got to get someone's attention. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. And that's the only way okay. you can get someone's attention. Let's do this one. In 2003, former Doors guitarist Robbie Krieger and the keyboardist Ray Manzarek teamed up with uh, cult singer Ian Anderson and started to perform as the Doors of the 21st century. The other guy, John Densmore, was not part of the project, so he sued. Now, just about every one of these things, either I don't know how it came out or, you know, they had an agreement, they this, they, oh, no, not this one. The Morrison estate, pardon me, uh, as in lead singer, joined up with John Densmore, and they tried to stop these guys from using the band's name, and they won. Krieger and Manzarek had to pay $3.2 million and $2 million in legal fees and afterwards decided they would simply tour as riders on the storm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. Uh, What do I want to play for you? Let's do this one. Fleetwood Mac. In 2018, the band's guitarist, Lindsey Buckingham, found out that the band said, you know, we're going to go on tour, but not without you. But why? Because he had scheduling conflicts with regards to his solo career. So he sued them for $12 million. Don't know how much, but he settled with the band, and Fleetwood Mac did go on tour with without him. Here's the thing. They needed two guitarists to replace him. They did it with Mike Campbell, who played with Tom Petty, and they did it with Neil Finn, who played with Crowded House. So nice. not only did you get a little bit of money and not have to tour, you proved how good you were because it took two musicians to equal you. Yeah, it did. It's Fleetwood Mac on Rock School. Coming into the last break, Tammy had a great question. Are these lawsuits really real or is it just publicity? Because even bad publicity is still publicity. Yeah, I think think a lot of them are, are fake. Fake news, man. You think the Aerosmith one? Oh, yeah. That sounds like something the Toxic Twins would do. I can't even imagine that there's any truth in that whatsoever. You don't think so? No. Do you think we could get some free publicity for this show if I sued you? What you going to sue me over? That meatloaf last night was... Did you see the story of the doctor? She's a female doctor. I think he's a doctor, too. She was putting... Was it Drano? Yeah putting Drano in his morning coffee. Now, look. Uh, uh, it was it, it was morning tea. Was it morning tea? Yes. Okay, well, look, here's the thing. Um, 
shame on me, you know, fool me twice, shame on me. I just got to be honest with you. If you're drinking tea and you can't taste that there's something in it other than tea, especially Drano. Geez, honey, what's this new thing you're putting in the tea? Why it's Drano? If she was doing that to the husband wide open, what was she doing to the kids? Uh, that's fine, but my... No, no, it's not fine, but I mean, that's 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 a good point. <laughs> and the dog. And she the had dog. to poison the dog, you sure. know. But come on, really? You're a physician and you can't taste that there's Drano? Oh, well, he did. Well, yeah, and he started filming her. But still, he in order to keep her going, he had to drink it. I know. So he had to drink Drano for at least a couple mornings till he got her on film. And you know what? what? She doesn't even disguise it. She doesn't even put it in no. another bottle. Still in the she red the plastic bottle. She has the big red Drano <laughs> bottle. Yeah, let that sit for 30 minutes and then wash with Dang. hard water. Black Crows, it'll take us out. Uh, Chris Robinson and the band is being sued by their drummer, Steve Gorman. Now, this guy was the original. He was with them in their heydays in the 80s and 90s and was also reunited with them in 2005. The thing about it is, he says he's not getting any royalties, and he asked the band to see the accounting papers. And the band said, no. And he said, I'll sue you. And they said, no. And so he has sued them. That's what he wants, is simply permission to see the accounting papers. He's not even saying that he'll be right. He just wants to see them, and the band wouldn't give it to them. So there goes your lawsuit. That sounds real. That sounds real. That sounds real. Yes, it does. So that does it. Bands, you know, going after each other. This Motley Crue thing, it, it's not that they're having the lawsuit. I understand that. It's, it's sad that they're now attacking each other in the press. Right. You can't play. We've been holding you up. Nikki Six can't play bass and, and chew gum at the same time, so he uses tapes. That's, come on. Come on. We, come we on. saw them, and it was one of the greatest concerts yeah, ever. I loved it. This, it was back before Neil lost his voice. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what he sounds like now. They're out touring with John Five. John Five's unbelievable. He's just a great guitar. He's a hired gun. But... This, this is just sullying everything about the band. Yep. Not that they didn't try to do it themselves. So I'm Joe Burns. Tammy Burns. The end. Class is dismissed. Mm-hmm.